Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, this week's episode, I'm going to be diving into the topic that is really going to hit home for a lot of our listeners and a lot of um, you know people tuning into this episode. And I know that for a fact because we're going to be talking about what was up until recently the number one fear in the Western world. So in US, UK, Australia, for example, this was the most common fear. And I'm going to talk about how I overcame that fear and how you can overcome that fear as well with three really practical steps. Now, of course, the fear that we're talking about is a fear of public speaking. I recently put up on my Instagram story that people just assume I've always been confident as a public speaker. People assume that I've always loved being on stage in front of people and that's actually not true. Um, Like anyone else, I went through and I still go through my nerves before going up and speaking in front of people, especially recently being involved in a competition that involved me speaking and pitching BU coaching in front of a board of investors and judges. That terrified me. Now, the key thing to realize here is like anything else, if you've listened to the podcast for a while now, you would know that I genuinely believe everything in life is a skill. And that includes public speaking and includes being confident speaking in front of other people. So in this episode, I'm going to teach you my top three tips on how to overcome fear of public speaking and how to be a confident public speaker. Let's do it. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, I wasn't born a natural, confident public speaker. It's definitely a skill that's taken time and practice to become good at. So if we rewind my life a few years, my first little foray into public speaking was at about 15, 16 years old, I decided I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And so I would apply for all of these uh, stand-up comedy gigs and competitions, and normally they were in bars, and I'd have to sneak my way in and pretend to be over 18. But I was terrified. Like I had full, especially before a couple of them, I still distinctly remember having um, massive anxiety attacks just before I was meant to go on. And there was actually one competition I pulled out of because I was too busy, for, like I was too scared and intimidated to go up on stage and deliver the content that I'd written. So if we fast forward from there to here, and I'm now very confidently speaking on stage in front of sometimes hundreds of people, what's the difference? Well, the difference is a ton of practice and research and effort and being coached myself on a lot of the things that were holding me back. It's funny because it's a regular question I get asked from people now, like, how can I overcome this fear of public speaking? How can I be more confident speaking in front of people? And whether it is for speaking on stage, whether it is performing stand-up comedy or music, or whether it's uh, just presenting an idea in front of your co-workers. There are moments in your life that are going to require you to be able to speak clearly and convey your ideas in front of an audience and be able to deliver those confidently. And those moments are where the skills and strategies I'm about to teach you in this episode of the podcast really come in handy. So with all of the skills we're going to be talking about, there's three... Um, skills we're going to be talking about. And with all of them, they're designed to be practical little strategies to use in the moment. So obviously, there's a lot of deeper work you can do on building your self-esteem and 
overcoming anxiety and self-doubt. And that's actually a lot of what we do in our coaching programs is help people with that. And that's something that takes a lot more time and a lot more um, tailored advice than what I can offer in a podcast episode. So if you are interested in finding out more about the deeper work and and really changing your self-esteem over a long term and making that last, definitely reach out to us and ask about our coaching program. But the skills we're going to teach you in this episode are still valuable and beneficial. As I said, they're not going to do all the deep work and make all the deep internal changes, but they're damn, damn good at changing how you feel in the moment. They're great little switches that you can do just as you're about to do your talk or even during your talk. Like a lot of the ones I'm going to talk about, I still use to this day whilst I'm talking in front of a crowd. So with that said, Let's uh, jump straight into it. I'm really, really excited and to run you through these three skills and strategies because, as I said, they're things that have really changed my ability as a speaker and made me a lot more confident as a speaker. And I know that they'll work for you. You just need to make it a priority to practice them. And actually, before I teach you the three skills, let's just point out that they are new skills for you, which means like any new skill, there's going to be a learning period where you fumble and you fall and you stuff up and you get it wrong, and it doesn't seem to work, and that's okay. The trick is getting back on the horse, trying it again, reflecting and seeing what went well and what didn't, and what could you change next time, and then progressively, over time, building out that new habit and building out that new skill of being confident as a public speaker. Let's do it. So my first piece of advice when it comes to becoming a more confident public speaker and overcoming that fear of public speaking that holds so many people back is to remember that it's not about you. Now, what do I mean by that? If we look at the word self-conscious, which is where a lot of us start to feel that anxiety and that fear and that worry and overwhelm come up is when we're being self-conscious in front of a crowd. Let's look at that word, shall we? Self-conscious, meaning to be conscious of self. It means that you're focusing on yourself in that moment. So how does this look? It might be, you know, whilst you're speaking, part of your mind is going, oh, geez, like, am I making the right points? Have I forgotten something? How am I standing? Do I seem like an idiot? Do they think I'm an idiot? Right? And see how self-focused that is. It's very uh, internalized. Now, I always talk about self-awareness being a great thing, but in the case of being a great public speaker, it can almost be our undoing, right? To be stuck in our head, thinking about ourselves the whole time, when realistically, you're not there for you. One of the best things I ever learned how to do was focus on the audience. And you've probably heard some cliched ways to do this, like imagine everyone's in their underwear or you know, have some of your friends in the front row that you can make eye contact with and make you feel more comfortable and supported. Those are all well and good, but at the end of the day, they still operate on the same technique, which is focus more on them than on yourself. So when I speak now, I look back at videos of me speaking and think, God, I do some weird things that I definitely wasn't aware I was doing at the time. Like I'll pull funny faces, I'll use silly voices. I'm not making any of those decisions consciously. I'm in complete flow. Like I've lost sense of myself. I've lost sense of time, which is ironically why I tend to go overtime a lot at live events. But the point is that happens because I'm so focused on the audience. Like, How can I best serve these people? What's going to make the biggest impact in their life? What do they need to hear today? What strategies will work for them? 
How are they feeling at the moment? Is their energy high or low? Are they taking on what I'm saying or are they not? How can I re-engage them if I'm losing them? How can I double down with the learnings and the strategies when I do have their attention and their engagement? Right? It's so focused on what we can give and contribute. And that's the same whether you're you know, a speaker, whether you're presenting ideas to your teammates at work, whether you're singing on stage, whether you're a stand-up comedian, it's all the same. You're doing it for a reason. You're doing it to make some form of difference or impact on someone else's life. And if we focus on that, it's a lot harder to become critical and judgmental of ourselves. It's when we get stuck in that over-focusing on self that we begin to judge ourselves and ridicule ourselves and put ourselves down whilst we're still on stage or whilst we're still doing the talking. So, so the best things we can do is come back and go, hang on, this isn't about me. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I definitely still have moments where I get uh, caught up thinking about myself. Like, am I you know, using the right volume? Am I speaking the right way? Should I swear? Should I not swear? That's a very common one for me at live events these days. And when I catch myself doing that, I know that it's going to lead to analysis paralysis. I know it's going to lead me to freeze. I know it's going to lead me to feel anxious or worried or overwhelmed. So I just gently remind myself, mate, this isn't about you. This is about them. I just give myself that little gentle reminder, like Declan, this is not about you. Stop being such a drama queen. Focus on the audience. Focus on what you're contributing to them, what you're giving back to them. And it's honestly made such a powerful difference in my presence when I speak, in my ability to just speak from the heart rather than try and remember something and worry about forgetting words, in my ability to actually make an impact through public speaking. So next time you're speaking in front of someone, you're feeling that bit of nervousness, remember that's only coming up because you're focused on yourself. And just gently remind yourself to focus back on them. So the second strategy I'd like to share with you today is about getting out of your head. It's a great saying I once learned when I was learning to improve my confidence on stage and speaking in front of others. That was, if you stay in your head, you're dead. Tony Robbins said it at one of his events and I went, man, that is so true. When we get stuck in our head, it's like an endless rabbit hole. It's that we just get sucked down it. And one of the best ways to get out of our head is to get back in touch with our body. So what do I mean by that? What does that look like? Well, it could be if you're starting to feel a little bit anxious or overwhelmed or you're overthinking things as you're presenting, take a moment to have a sip of water. Uh, For those who've been to a live event or those who are going to come to our next live tour, you will notice, or you may have already noticed at previous events, I always have a glass of water on stage with me. The reason for that is, A, when I talk a lot, my mouth goes dry, but B, if I start to get stuck in my head and a little anxious and nervous, I will stop and just have a sip of water. And I'll have that mindful sip where I focus on really enjoying that mouthful of water. And it just brings me back to my body, brings me back to present. Now, there's so many ways to do this. I know um, Amy, who's one of our coaches and speakers, Amy tends to do a bit of meditation beforehand to just focus in on her body. She also does mindful breathing during the seminars and will become aware of how her feet feel against the ground. Uh, I've seen other people use physical anchors where they'll um, squeeze a certain finger or hold their hand in a fist or have a certain movement that reminds them to come back to their body. It doesn't really matter which 
particular strategy you use, the overall message is the same. If you can focus on coming back to your body, being aware of your breath, being aware of how your body feels, of your posture, of taking that little mindful moment to have a glass of water, that's enough to get you out of your head. And when you're out of your head, you're less likely to be anxious and overwhelmed and to be stuck in that overthinking analysis paralysis that gets in the way of so many people really being able to communicate their message effectively and be able to come through as confident in front of a crowd. So next time you're speaking, whether it be, as I said, to a teammate, to uh, co-workers or on a stage, focus on your body. Come back to, and I know this may seem um, sort of in, in clash with our previous one of focus on the audience. The key here is sort of bounce between them and find which one works for you. There is no one size fits all answer to this. You might find that focusing on the audience it doesn't work for you at all, but focusing on your body does. The key is get out of your head because if you stay in your head, you are dead. Now, the final tip that I wanted to share with you today is one that I know has really, really helped Amy become a much more confident speaker and really overcome that fear of public speaking. So, this is about finding your speaking style. See, when it comes to being an effective speaker, we all tend to have a cliched idea in mind of what that looks like. And it's normally based on the people we've looked up to in the past as great speakers. The problem is their speaking style might not be our speaking style. So, for example, I know my speaking style is very humor-based, I'll crack jokes, I'll swear, I'll just walk around the room. It's very conversational um, and almost uh, cheeky and very, very high energy. It's it's sort of a blend between a lot of the great speakers I've seen speak before me. Uh, Sebastian Terry, one of my first mentors, um, Espen Hjalmby, who was one of my coaches a couple of years ago, Eric Thomas, who brings so much passion and energy to his talks, uh, Brendan Bouchard, Tony Robbins, of course, these people that I've looked up to and gone, I admire them as speakers. I'm going to make my own blend of that. However, it also ties into my character strengths. So we're going to talk about those in a second. See, what happened was when Amy came on board with BU and we started training her to be a speaker, Amy had only really seen me speak regularly. So she tried to speak like me and use my speaking style. And it just didn't work. It didn't gel. It didn't connect. It wasn't her. It was her trying to be more like me. And what we found is when Amy got back in touch with her speaking style and went and learned from some amazing other mentors and just saw some other incredible women and people speak, she started to go, hang on, that's how I like to speak. So Amy's is a lot softer than mine. It's a lot more heart-centered. It's a lot more connection-focused. And that's not to say either are better or worse. The thing is, different people will resonate with different styles of speaker. And that's the point. Your superpower, your strength as a public speaker is that there's only one of you. The world doesn't need another exact mimic of Tony Robbins. The world doesn't need another me. What the world needs is for you to find your own voice and your own style of communicating your messages. So as I said, there's a few ways you can do that. One is... Find mentors that you can pull little bits from and make your own unique blend. That's how I ended up creating mine. The other one is to get in touch with your character strengths. Now, character strengths are from the field of positive psychology. And what they are is your top five traits that make you, you. They're you at your best self. 
And what we've found is that when you're aware of your five character strengths and you consciously choose to bring them to a talk, whether you bring them to work, bring them to a conversation in your relationship, or whether you're bringing them to a stage, if you focus on how can I integrate some of these into what I'm doing, it will feel a lot more authentic. It will make a much bigger impact. You'll be a lot more relatable and you'll be so much more self-confident up there because you're communicating in a way that's true to you. So for example, some of my character strengths are hope. Hope is in my top five. That's about creating a positive vision for our future. And obviously that's something that I aim to do in every single event that I speak at, in every single podcast that I run for you guys. Every time I'm I'm having a conversation with someone, I try and bring in an element of hope. Another character strength of mine is humor. So I try to bring some playfulness, some jokes. If you've been to a live event, you would know I crack the worst jokes. But I do it regularly because that's one of my character strengths. Another character strength of mine is zest. You know, bringing energy and enthusiasm to what we do. Again, if you've been to a live event, you know that I don't do things half-heartedly. It is full out. We play full out at a live event to get full out results. So, whereas Amy, you know, Amy's character strengths are more around love and connection and kindness. And so, she consciously focused on how do I bring these to the talk? And whether it be you just have them in your phone and look at them just before you go do your presentation, or whether it's something that you think about the night before, or whether you meditate on it, again, there's no right or wrong way, but I highly recommend identifying your top five character strengths and utilizing them. They will help you so much in overcoming that fear of public speaking. So, if you do want to find out more about your character strengths, what I can highly recommend doing is just go to Google and search VIA, so VIA, the VIA, um, character strengths test. And as I said, it's run by um, the field of positive psychology. It is a free test. It takes about 15 minutes to do. and It'll spit out your top five character strengths. Highly, highly recommend doing that. So that does us for this week's episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. I wanted to bring another short, sweet, and practical episode to you guys. You know at Be You, we're all about taking our emotional well-being proactively rather than waiting till things go wrong. We're all about approaching it practically rather than just talking concepts. We actually go, here's the tools, start using them. And of course, we do it in a way that's fun rather than it being boring as all hell. I would love to find out from you guys what your favorite tip or strategy was and as you start to use them definitely messages to let us know how you go you know did you love the idea of focusing more on the audience than on yourself did you love the idea of getting out of your head and into your body or were you really intrigued about and interested in finding your character strengths and bringing your best self to the table as i said there's no one size fits all you will use a blend of the three you might not use one of them that's okay find what works for you and apply it And as always, we love hearing your success stories. Please do send them through to grow at bucoaching.org. We read every single one and it means so much for us to hear that what we're doing with this podcast is making an impact. And speaking of making an impact, you would know by now that our vision at BU is to positively impact 1 trillion lives, something that we cannot do alone by any means. We need your help. So if you did love the episode, let us know, give it a five stars, give it a thumbs up, give us a rating and review on any of the platforms you're listening to the podcast through. Make sure you share it with your friends. If you know someone who's a bit of a nervous public speaker and would like to get better at it, send them this episode and make sure you upload it to your social media as well. Just do a little screenshot, put it up on your Instagram story, put it on your Facebook and tag us. 
We have BU underscore coaching. And you can also tag me as well, Declan Edwards underscore BU. Now, for those of you who really want to take the next step in their emotional intelligence and well-being, there is the opportunity for you to do so through our free online course. So we run an online course called The Five Steps to Meaningful Change, where we take you through the five key steps people go through in order to make long-term positive change in their lives. And they must be done in order. And there's so many tripping points where people skip a step or don't quite finish one or they get stuck between two. And the beauty is when you've got that clarity and you can clearly see the steps, you'll be able to avoid those traps and those pitfalls. I highly recommend checking it out. All you need to do is go to Google, search BU Coaching, Five Steps to Meaningful Change. You can check out all the details and register for free for the course through there. And the best part is we've just updated all of the videos. We've brought brand new content to the course. I highly recommend it. You can read all the reviews though. Don't just take my word for it. It is a five-star rated course and that's thanks to you guys jumping on, doing it and getting amazing results. Other than that, you know what we do? From the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours, be empowered, be exceptional and be you. I'll see you next time.